Welcome back to our study of Daniel. We're in the first chapter. We're talking about how King Nebuchadnezzar and his leaders wanted to turn the choicest young men of Israel, or really of Judah, from uh, to into Babylonians who believed their gods, who believed in their way of living, and who believed in their ideas, so that they would become leaders in the kingdom. But they they refused, even though. <clears throat> They, their names were changed, their location was changed, their education was changed. These young men, four of them, refused to compromise. They refused to give in. Also, the king tried to apply pressure in his program of preparation to squeeze them into his mold by determining their diet. He would determine what they were to eat and what they were to drink. It was a diet of the Babylonian court. It was the drink of pleasure met by the Babylonians. You you tell me what you eat and drink, and you tell me a great deal about yourself. And, and so that's, that's what these young men again faced a test, a test of what they were going to do about what was before them. And I want you to see several things about it. Uh, what happened, uh, let me just read it to you again, and let's, let me show you what happened. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the others? Daniel said, well, Daniel went on to tell him, said, well, let's have a test. Uh, let's, let's let your servants eat vegetables and drink water for 10 days and let everybody else eat the rich food of the king and drink his wine, and then we'll compare our appearance with them. That's what they did. And at the end, of they looked healthier, the Bible says in verse 13 of chapter 1, and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. I think what God is trying to say to us that sometimes uh, we have to realize that we can, we can take a stand. We can stand for what is right, and we can stand for what is true, and sometimes it's not easy to do so. Here it was not easy to do so. One of the areas here was <clears throat> they, they wanted to be disciplined, not only in many areas of their lives, like their learning, but Daniel and his friends wanted to be disciplined in their eating and in their drinking. One of the choices they had was to drink the strong wine of the king or just to drink water, and they chose just to drink water. I think it might be important for us to just talk a little bit about that. Uh, the Bible uh, mentions wine in a lot of different places and in a lot of different ways, and there's all kinds of ideas about uh, abstinence from any kind of alcoholic beverages or, uh, or just uh, being moderate in drinking. Well, the, you can choose whatever position you feel like is the right one in Scripture, but the main thing the Bible talks about is, is having discipline in our lives. And I think in the matter of alcoholic beverages, there's a real pressure today to, to drink alcoholic beverages, and a lot. And the problem is that about one out of ten people who start drinking alcoholic beverages become alcoholics. And that's the real danger, and that's the danger that we should tell our children is the danger that they would become alcoholics because many become alcoholics. And there's nothing more tragic, there's nothing more 
more difficult than that because there seems to be uh, genetically within us uh, something that some of us have that push toward alcoholism, that tendency. If we drink, we can't just be moderate drinkers. We can't just drink a little bit. And so therefore it's better not to fool with it at all and then that way we don't have a danger. At least that's what I think. You can choose the way God leads you, but uh, maybe you can be a moderate drinker and drink a little bit now and then but never get drunk or never get buzzed, and that's fine if you can. But I want to tell you, thats I don't think that's the best plan. I think the best plan is just what these boys did, and they made a big choice, and in that choice uh, it made, it made a, a difference for them, and they became leaders of their country because they were sharper than anybody else. And in, in making and then choosing that position, uh, we might be judged as kind of strange, but uh, the Bible tells us a lot about uh, how he wants us to be different anyway and not strange according to the world and, and strange according to the attitudes of other people. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I could talk a lot more about that and I think I've, that's probably enough to get you thinking about it. And uh, I just think it's important for us to make choices that are best. I think also we need to make choices that will help our kids because uh, our kids uh, might, might not have the same. For example, uh, Churchill was a great leader in England, and, and he, he drank, but he never got drunk. And he drank regularly every day, moderately, but he didn't get drunk. But his daughter drank too, and she became an alcoholic. She did not have the ability to overcome that. So I think that's where our example comes in. And we can decide if we want to totally abstain and then find the victory that's available, you know, in our lives from God to, to be living a life that's the best for him. So you pray about it and you make that choice. I want to go on now and talk just a little bit. I have just a little bit of time left today, and I want to just introduce something that I'll be talking about next week. Beginning in chapter 2, uh, that we are told that God is called, well, here's the way the Bible puts it. In chapter 2, several times the scripture says, there is a God in heaven. Now, Ezra and Nehemiah in the book of Revelation Use those same t exact terms too. There is a God in heaven. I believe that there's a reason why he is so spoken of because in Babylon, the astrologers often called the master astrologers or the Chaldeans uh, were the people who were the leaders in scholarship. And, and they, they, uh, they were supposed to be full of wisdom, which later it proved that Daniel, because he walked with God, had far greater wisdom. But the contrast is between the gods they had and the God of heaven. It's important for us to come to understand how great God is. He's a revealer of truth, and he's the only one upon whom we can really stand and have security and serenity. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, as the ruler of the day, uh, wanted people around him who were wise, and so he had a lot of scholars. He had a dream, and he wanted them to interpret it, but they couldn't. And uh, so eventually Daniel did, and we'll see that next week in our study as we examine what God did in all of that today. I just want to challenge you. 
Make your choices carefully. Determine your destiny by your choices because it will. Every choice determines the future. God bless you. Have a great day.